0: Welcome to the cast of Color, a show where a group yeah, of diverse cool. creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boys Gerardo and Joe. What's happening?
1: Oh, what up?
2: <laughs> hello, hello.
0: <laughs> Type. And this is a, a really dope recording, you know, uh, me and the boy Gerardo are in person. We've both been COVID vaccinated. Joe's mm-hmm. been COVID vaccinated virtually as well. It's just Fizzer gang. (laughs) Fizzer gang
2: type. (laughs) Fizzer gang. P Pfizer type.
0: (laughs) This is this is a vibe. This is season three, episode seven. Listeners, thank you for following us and staying up with us on these weekly episodes. For this episode, uh, we're gonna do our normal entertainment updates. We got a few updates this week. You know, it's award season, so Mm. we got a few updates. Then we're gonna do our diversity report led by the boy. And we're gonna do our movie review for this week led by Gerardo, which is the Apple TV movie *Cherry*, *Cherry* starring Tom Holland,
1: directed by the Russo brothers.
0: Directed by the Russos. So um, let's see what what these these MCU people are talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, without I think we can get right into these entertainment yeah. updates because it is again it is award season. The Grammys were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oscar noms are in the building. So Joe. What's the deal on these entertainment updates, my guy?
2: Let's start off with a little Justice League, a little Zack Snyder's Justice League. So oh, yeah. about a week ago, yeah, about a week ago, <laughs> this shit kind of quote unquote leaked, which is hilarious. Just because like people were trying to like people that wanted to watch Tom and Jerry last week ended up watching like the first part of Justice League. And you, you when I saw this one happen, one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. Were you one when of those
0: I show? did, you actually watch some of it
2: oh no i wish no like i was like i was like 40 minutes late to it because i i like saw people talking about it and then i was like oh shit like i was already off work and at my house so i was like okay i'm gonna try watching it turn on tom and jerry i was fucking watching tom and jerry shit was (laughs) was
1: fucking fucking terrible it was uh it was uh, a people were saying online that it was a ploy to right to get people to watch tom and jerry (laughs) to get more views on tom and jerry dude. yeah to just get more clicks on tom and jerry you know
0: I think it was Maybe. enough clicks already. I, I mean, something like that. I feel like it's more just to drive the whole Justice League hype. You know, I, I think it's it just added to the the Snyder Cut hype train. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, how, yeah. how does that happen though? Had it have been on yeah, purpose? Because, like, right? Like,
0: how does that happen? It's it, it's a- who knows?
2: But someone probably got fired for sure. But I don't know who knows. But yeah. But aside from that, um, early. Early reactions and some reviews are actually out for Zack Snyder's Justice League already. Yes, right now on Rotten Tomatoes with 104 reviews, it has a 75 percent rating, which yes. is which is yeah. mad decent, you know, which makes yeah. it a little better, a little better than the original, you know. Yeah, but it had I really me thinking... thinking about
0: it already. I think the first person who tweeted about it. Oh, thank you, big bro. Appreciate it. Easy. Hi guys. Yeah, the the, the bro bro-in-law is in the building. The cousin as well. So yeah, it's a special recording, the family type that i will oh yeah. looks dope up, excellent uh listeners we're we're looking at a, a legendary kobe mamba mentality beer fan yeah. type what type of <laughs> beer is this a double, IPA. double ipa so it's it's a good it's <laughs> a good recorded session. yeah good. oh yeah oh damn god damn it, pj He saying you know laker fan sorry listeners <laughs> apologies <laughs> listeners but yeah this 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 yeah this this snyder cut um it's already getting good reviews. One of the first people who tweeted about it said it was amazing. Like the first hour was really good. It looks like a, the same movie, but at the same time, kind of a different movie. With you know, it a- looks
1: like the exact same movie. Dude, like I, saw, <laughs> I saw the it's, trailer. It's- uh, the trailer came out a couple days ago. The final trailer, and it, it literally all those uh, clips looked like the exact same fucking movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's
2: probably just it's probably just the same movie. Like same follows the same plot, just two hours
1: long, two hours yeah, extra. Yeah, like Dark Shed isn't the bad guy. Like the the whole anytime you are talking about a bad guy in the trailer, you know it's Steppenwolf, but they're still showing dark side. So a lot of dark like, side,
0: man. That's the hype.
1: Yeah, but that probably showed most of the dark side stuff. Like, I don't know, man. It's like Zack Snyder still had the the skeleton of the movie before Joss Whedon took over, and this is uh, you know, it, it's not going to be that different. It's going to be the same uh, story structure. Steppenwolf is still the main villain, you know. It's, right, um,
0: with a different look. Steppen look. Steppenwolf looks different. Uh, it looks better from in most people's opinion.
1: I, I don't think so. You don't think
0: so?
2: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So what what I heard is that from the early reactions, one of the ones that I read was that the CGI is still awful. It still looks like a PlayStation Two video game yeah. graphics that's yeah, what they're saying yeah. my, my
1: brother <laughs> saw some of the leaks because he doesn't care about spoilers so he saw, some of the- <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, he, he saw some of the leaks from um from the nightmare sequence from when it was put up on hbo by accident i, I
2: did i did see this actually i did see this leak yeah, yeah it looks he pretty said, bad he said the background looks <laughs> like
1: ass like it's literally like he thought it was uh it was still not done with post-production because it looked so bad
0: and it was 70 million dollars that went into you know reshoots and yeah. all that so you would think that the CGI was a big thing that people complained about with the 2017 yeah. Justice League. I,
1: I did hear that like only like something like 20 percent of um the the shots from the the movie uh, that came out in theaters uh, is actually going to be in the Snyder cut. Yeah, man. So, we'll so that's kind of interesting to me. I don't know how much more stuff Zack Snyder could have filmed, but I'm sure it's just a lot of it is going to be like a slight variation of of. Of what we got on uh, in the theatrical cut, you know, it's going to be like, oh, this car in the background is placed somewhere different, and they're going to count that as a Snyder <laughs> shot, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. But like, just to go back a little bit to the seventy-five percent rating, I'm wondering if if this is going to get the same treatment as Wonder Woman eighty-four, because Wonder Woman eighty-four, when it got its first reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a decent score, and then once it was available to the public, it got took a dive
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I you know so into the early release uh stuff just because like what's a, what, what kind of people are watching this and like you're gonna have some haters but more than likely it's the people that want to watch it you know yeah for gonna, sure you, you know they're gonna they're, they want to watch it early
2: yeah yeah well anyway i think i think that'll about do it for yeah. Zack snyder's justice league that'll be out in a few days here yeah just kind of hype for that four days yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes but uh moving on uh Oscar noms were this morning I was up at 5 yeah. 19 a.m
0: many people were up early they were up at 5 yeah. 30 for these Oscar noms people were really about that li- I ain't about that life
2: yeah no well here's the thing is that I wake up at 5 I wake up at 5 a.m anyway for work <laughs> so I was like all right well I'm, I'm gonna listen to some of these Oscar noms and listen to them on the way to work um to me for the most part I thought these noms were pretty solid a lot of the movies we reviewed on here were like made it into like best picture category best actor best actress whatever yeah. But um, just in the it was awesome to see.
1: Low score two actually is up for best picture, which I think is so funny. <laughs> yeah,
2: which I, one? You know,
0: for being us being a show that highlights diversity and all that, I think that the Oscars this year were really intentional with their nominations and trying to address that aspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the nominees seem like it. I mean, go ahead, Joe. I mean, I think I think they are. But.
2: So you guys think it's not genuine?
0: I, I, th- I think it's a response well, is it, is to it, is it demand. A, is it ever genuine, but,
1: though? Right, right. I, I'm like... Like, Black Panther was nominated the same year that Infinity War came out. Yeah. And Infinity War is a way better movie. Black Panther, I always mention, is, like, the cultural thing, so that's why I got exactly. nominated. Exactly. We always say that
0: about Black Panther. Yeah, but, it's, it's very culturally uplifting, but as But far it wasn't as the, the best movie that year. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, but because of what it is. And so even now, the nominations, they seem a little bit reactionary. Just a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, yeah. But go ahead, bro, because I know I know we can get... Cause, i saw some cool nods along with like the five bloods ma Rainey. there's there's some cool shit that's been nominated that i enjoyed
2: well yeah so um yeah no i think the noms are solid i think they're genuine um it was awesome to see steve young and riz Ahmed first right. asian-american first muslim to get nominated into the best actor category and you also got emerald Fennell for promising young women and chloe Zhao for nomadland the first time two women got nominated into the best director category yeah probably so the, these doms
0: operated so but yes continue, <laughs> i just have to i have to say that bro
2: damn that is uh i think that's we're, we're gonna have to talk about that as i we're think uh to, most we'll, people we'll would say that's that, bro, unpopular yeah, opinion about Promising young Woman, but continue
1: have <laughs> should have an episode about what we think is pandering <laughs> okay um
2: Yeah. But yeah, so a great time for first. Uh, me personally, my personal snubs were Defy Bloods didn't get a lot of love this year, and Delroy Lindo no Best Actor uh, nomination, which was one. that that was that sucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no Regina King, not a lot of love for One Night in Miami. Uh, Tenant for original score Ludwig Göransson. I was very surprised at that. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. How
0: come Oscars? Any other thoughts? We, we did an episode on the five bloods
1: because it's a Netflix movie and don't they hate Netflix movies or something like that? They do. I'm nah, crazy N-
2: about Netflix. Movies. That was a, that That's, was not That's not true. That's not true. Netflix has the most nominations at the Oscars wow. this year <laughs> as a <'Cause> studio
1: because <laughs> because I know I know historically they they don't like Netflix but I guess this year it's a little bit different.
2: Yeah no the studio has yeah even at the Golden Globes they yeah they get tons of love but uh, yeah. Did
1: uh did that the guy the guy that played the old guy in that he got nominated right
2: for for what
1: uh, didn't didn't one did, of did the actors get nominated for the Five Bloods?
0: No, I don't think and we were hoping Darroy Lindo got nominated, but he did not.
2: Yeah, no, Spike Lee didn't get a nod. None of the actors yeah, got no nods. got
0: a nod from that. Yeah, it's it's surprising. And we the movie Spike Lee. mm mm-hmm. It's a Spike Lee joint, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. Wow. So Indeed, it is.
0: Too, and it was that's crazy. That was one that we gave a decent. Ma- movie maybe maybe they
1: just maybe they don't want like Spike Lee to be like the token of uh. Of the oscars because spike spike lee has gotten so many sure oscars. i
0: mean i yeah I, I think you just still get credit for what it was though no I no yeah really, me, me too i'm, I'm just yeah. saying i'm
1: just saying from like the the academy the perspective Academy's perspective yeah. like they're like oh we can't keep nominating the same black guy last last year what he he got black klansman right the nomination of black klansman and it's yeah like spike Lee has been pretty pretty good at the academy so maybe they just don't they're doing this so he doesn't so they don't think that he's their token black director you know yeah like
0: how jordan sure Peel, what jordan peele is becoming in a way it's like um but okay Oscar
1: yeah, Oscar. yeah 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 what, what else you got for us joe unless you want to keep touching on this
2: no i think we can move on from the oscars um pepe le pew is canceled folks yes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: Cancel. so i actually have the context for this so uh, apparently yeah go
2: ahead Gerardo. <laughs>
1: Apparently in the new Space Jam, there was supposed to be a scene in a bar, like, you know, where, um, you know, like classic cartoon in a bar scene and Pepe Le Pew is supposed to be hitting on someone in the bar and then kisses their arm, right? Le- classic Pepe Le Pew, mwah, 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 kisses their arm, whatever. And then, uh, mwah, mwah, mwah. yeah, the girl, the girl <laughs> slaps him and says uh, what she's going to, you know, whatever the girl says. Uh, and then LeBron is supposed to tell Pepe Le Pew um, you're not supposed to touch other tunes without their consent. And then um, that scene was actually cut from the movie. And that's oh where the gosh. whole Pepe Le Pew is canceled thing. I don't think Pepe Le Pew has been in a movie since uh, the last space jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been like a good, I don't think Pepe Le Pew has been in any new media since then, actually. Yeah. I don't, don't this think is so. A very... so he's Bro been like, canceled. He's been canceled. It's just that people, <laughs> no, it's just people are reacting to this, but um I, I don't know. I think in that context, it would have been all right because it would have been about consent and whatever. It would have been LeBron yeah. telling him that he needs to to have consent. But um I also don't care that he's not in the movie. Pepe Le Pew, uh, you know, he's yeah, yeah I, know don't know I don't give a shit.
2: I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not a pivotal if it'd be much different if it were Bugs Bunny. But we'll give a Daffy shit about yeah, Le Pew. Yeah, yeah man. But
1: <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, no, no. No biggie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny yeah. that
0: people are giving this a lot of attention, though. They yeah.
1: Give, yeah, they give everything. It's all the headlines and all the all those websites. They just like to stir up traffic and straight yeah. up, straight up.
2: Yeah, straight up. Well, let's move on. Um, <laughs> Sad. My last little piece of news, a little, little couple little piece of news here, but um, theaters and along with some other things like restaurants, um, indoor dining, that yes. that that type of thing. We're in California, so. Uh, right. those things might be opening up at capacity soon. So yeah, yeah. with that, we also got Black Widow sticking to its May release date. It's committing to its May release. May. It's not gonna get the the Disney premiere, thirty dollar treatment. But um, yeah. From me, um, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely pulling up to the theaters whenever they open.
1: Yeah, yeah. Up. I'm, I'm, you know, vaccine gang. You know. <laughs> yeah, vaccine Pfizer gang, gang dude. I mean, wait, this is gonna Pfizer be... gang.
0: Uh, for us at least for here in california it's gonna be a moment to celebrate and especially for guys who are really people in general who are really into movies it's 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 very much something to look forward to man we've been at the crib watching all these new movies and it's just it's way different i can't fucking wait
1: yeah well i i got i have a pretty sweet home setup now so i'm like uh <laughs> going back to the movie i do like going out to, i feel like uh some of these movies that we've been reviewing i would have liked more if i saw in the movie theater
0: oh a thousand percent like
1: um I don't know it's easier to comp- – like, Cherry, if I saw this, this – the movie that we're about to review, not to get too much into it yet, but if I saw Cherry in the theater, I probably would have liked it a little bit more.
0: 100%, especially the war scenes.
1: Yeah, it's like – it's yeah. just uh, mm. a lot of that, that, that spectrum. But, but, you know, that, that I think that speaks to the films just because, like, uh, I saw Parasite, like, a month ago for the first time. Oh, and, wow. And I saw that at home, and I thought it was amazing. Amazing, so, Damn, made, you just yeah. saw that, Gerardo? Yeah, I just saw it. That shit is cool. Awesome. So, Joe know, loves Parasite. Yeah, I love that movie. I absolutely love Parasite. <laughs> I absolutely
2: love Parasite. I absolutely deserved to win Best Picture last it, year. It did. 100%. That shit was crazy. A percent. Yes.
1: It's better than that. That's the best movie I've seen, like, from, from the 2010s, like, that decade. Like, I'm not even going to yeah. lie. Like, I think that was my favorite movie of that decade. Like, yeah. as a piece of c- cinema, you know, like... Like Martin Scorsese said, Marvel movies they're like theme park rides, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like an experience, you know. Yeah,
1: and- I, I completely changed my mindset when I watch a Marvel movie compared to when I watch, uh, you know, uh, something like Judas and the Black Messiah or uh, sure. Parasite or Cherry. You know.
2: You don't look. Yeah, you can right? enjoy. You can enjoy them both. You know. You can <laughs> enjoy like big it brain cinema stuff. Yeah, different- you know, just just prepare your head for what you're about to watch. Exactly. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. Yeah, <laughs> You
1: know, like not to get too off topic, but I don't think that Martin Scorsese uh, really. I don't think it was that big a deal when he was over here saying that that comic book movies are spectacles. You know what I mean? And it's it's okay. It's it, it is what it is. And I think people got really offended to that. And Cherry kind of felt reactionary to that too, honestly, with the Russos. <laughs> I
2: I think Scorsese. He, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna just put out my quick point, but I do think Scorsese makes a good point. You know, mm-hmm. I sort of somewhat agreed to an extent but you know he's also enjoying both yeah (laughs) and you know what
1: I don't think Scorsese ever said he didn't enjoy it he just said it wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't deep cinema which I I think is a fair point yeah yeah and you know
2: what let me let me bring this up real quick so Empire Magazine dropped a new cover today um and the cover is Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out this Friday competing with Justice League that's gonna be hilarious but um So it's an Empire Magazine cover with Bucky and Sam just standing looking heroic and shit on the front. And then there's like a little headline at the very top and it says like Scorsese and Robert De Niro reflect on Raging Bull. (laughs) Oh my God. I just thought it was hilarious that like, oh, okay, so you got Scorsese at the top and then the huge cover is like an MCU project. (laughs) Like, nice, nice. That's perfect. (laughs) That's so (laughs)
1: funny. But it's funny too, because that one is is meant to be the blockbuster action one, so... (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's that's its selling point like that's it but it's yeah that
1: one is like this isn't deep this is just straight up it's gonna be in your face you know in your face action yeah yeah,
2: but with news that's all i got for today uh you know cool easy anything else for you from you guys what do you think oh
1: yeah the the grammys were last night
0: the grammys were last night
1: yeah
2: oh yeah that that silk sonic track is really something
0: yeah
1: dude that that silk sonic track keep the door open bruno mars anderson pack yeah, yeah, man. Cool. Smooth. Yeah, they smooth did a live performance, which I thought was really good. Uh, you know, and then uh yeah,
0: because their song is dope. Their little collaboration, Anderson Shit's Pack. Smooth. It's smooth as fuck. And Gerardo and I, we were on Anderson Pack heavy because of his uh 2016 cipher session.
1: Oh, so to yeah. see him really
0: embrace this kind of R and B and just yeah because you know, yeah,
1: we didn't like that i didn't like the 26 i know a lot of people that like all that trap stuff they really like that very trap Cypher, yeah but man. i didn't like it and i thought that anderson mm-hmm. pack was really weak right there which which kind of <laughs> sucked because i really like his npr uh tiny desk concert i think that one's really good yeah and, and I, I like him when he's when he's out of the rap context and more into the melodic rap context which is what he does in silk sonic which is i think is so cool you know Bruno Mars sings the chorus we got a Anderson Puck on the on the verse being all smooth, kind of rapping melodically. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. man. But it it was pretty groundbreaking for women, at least. You know, it's Women's History Month and and all that. And a lot of people have been posting about uh Dua, what's her name? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. She walked away a winner, Megan Thee Stallion, three time Grammy winner, and then Beyonce yeah. made history. You know, she's the most nominated female in all of the history. Does she has twenty
1: twenty two Grammys now.
0: Um, I think I think it's twenty two and twenty eight nominations, I believe. Um, but yeah. You know, Queen B. That's that's no surprise. We posted on our story that it's not surprising that she got nominated, but yeah, yeah man, she's the most nominated, um, most nominated female in Grammy's history. So
1: Beyonce.
0: Yeah, yeah, little baby performed. Trevor Noah hosted. Um, yeah, man, but it was cool because Beyonce, you know, Beyonce making a stallion. They had that hit. The savage remix and that was a fucking hit it was a hit on tiktok yeah so to see them both on stage it reminded me i was like why i was like why is beyonce making the stallion because it was all over the gram and all over social media yeah yeah that, that uh, song is savage. yeah it was mm-hmm. a fucking hit it yeah was that a was a the big,
1: yeah that was the biggest hit of the year and she definitely deserved that thousand yeah, percent that best new artist thing was it's cool because yeah i was like oh yeah make make the stallion has barely been out but she yeah. bro
0: yeah hot girl all that that verb that ver- verbiage the hot girl shit that that's all megan the stallion man she really came out she killed it so uh yeah man the grammys were yesterday had some dope performances that's really it i got none else for the grammys yeah easy nice well that being said that leads us right into our diversity reports you know what i'm saying um and i just being that it is women's history month i just wanted to acknowledge just a few facts straight from diversity report and also from our podcast page so follow us at the cast of color Uh, But just some 2020 highlights, Uh, women directed a number of 2020 films. Um, Women represented 16% of directors working on the 100 highest grossing films in 2020. That's up from 12% in 2019. On the top 100 films, women held 28% of producer jobs and 21% of executive producer positions. Women comprised 18% of editors, 12% of writers, and 3% of cinematographers. So you can just see how it dwindles down. It gets lower and lower. You know what I mean? And how do we feel that affects, you know, movies and the things being put out? Yeah. We just want good shit. That's all it is. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I
1: mean, like, I think last week uh, coming to America was a really good example of just uh, a bunch of men writing um, kind of what's supposed to be like a feminist story. You know, absolutely. Uh, ma- story. And, and it, com- it had the potential to be a feminist story and it just missed the mark, which which we mentioned last week. And, uh, you, you know, I feel like that's one of the, the effects there is like, you don't have, um, you know, that's why, you know, I didn't like Harley Quinn and the birds of prey, but, um, the fact that it was made by a woman, it, ha- it did have a lot of little things that resonated with women that yes. us as men wouldn't get. Um, even right. if some of it was bashing, bashed us over the head with, with it, um, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, the girls, I mean, women, the fem- females, uh, that mm. sounds so weird to say females, um, <laughs> you know, you know, they got it uh they they got it they got they got what, what the director was going for and they got some stuff that we didn't get and yeah uh they they need more uh, women need more of that just like in general like i feel like in certain superheroes movies or certain action movies we wouldn't have as many sexualized women if it wasn't for uh just a bunch of men being in charge you know
0: yeah yeah it's like how does a man tell a female story it's like you know we were big on Malcolm and Marie Ho, It was like a white writer telling a black story, but I sure have black collaborators. But yeah, it's just it feels off. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah that's 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 straight out of the diversity report. We're still waiting on an updated 2021 diversity report from UCLA. You know, what I mean, they they drop these reports every year and it's straight up numbers. So uh, once we get the updated 2021 Hollywood diversity report, part one for film, part film, part two for TV, we're going to drop those numbers. So. Uh, Without any further ado, this is the section we all wait for every week. This is the weekly movie review section. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We always have
1: timestamps, by the way, in the description in case you guys want to just jump straight to the review. Thank you. Jump straight to the review. We have
0: those timestamps in there for a reason. Utilize them. We out here. Uh, This week is the Apple original movie, Cherry, starring Tom Holland, written and directed by the Russo brothers. Mm -hmm. Gerardo, what's it talking about?
2: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you start. I, before we tear this movie to shreds, <laughs> I do want to toss this out there real quick. Um, yes. uh, the story that was executed, the way they executed the story, right? Because it's adapted from a novel, um, it wasn't good, it was, it was shit. Yeah. But the story itself, like a story about an Iraq vet who came back with major PTSD, a drug problem, and he had to resort to like robbing bakes to stay afloat. I think that is a story that deserves light, like shed some light on that. Yeah, so it's it's a good story. I was
1: about to, I was about to say that uh, this is actually based on an autobiographical book. Yeah, yeah, by uh, an Iraq War veteran. Uh, When we get to the ending, I'll say the differences. I'll I'll say what the ending, the differences between the real life ending and the movie ending are, because I think the movie ending is very hammy, uh, especially when you look up how the book ends. So, uh, like, I, like I mentioned, it's, it's a, it is an autobiographical uh, book uh, that details the life of an Iraq war veteran, like you mentioned. The movie starts in 2002, so this is fresh. Um, yeah. Well, we're fresh in the Middle East. Yeah. The movie opens with Tom Holland, who at this point is 23, I believe, at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, he's in college at the beginning of the movie. He's in college,
1: and I feel like this is where the uh, where the – Styles of the movie really start clashing just from the very beginning. Yes, the early movie, on. yeah, the movie starts out when they're in college. Uh, when, but Tom Holland is in college and he meets his college sweetheart. Yes, um, Emily. Emily. Now, <laughs> I, I know it's weird. It's I don't know. She she looked she's she in real life. The actress is twenty three, but she mm-hmm. looked like a twelve year old in this.
2: Yes. No. That was one of the things I really didn't like about this movie was that everyone looked like children. And it was maybe that was on purpose but like I don't know it, it felt very off. I don't know maybe very off. I
1: think just wanted to give the young act cuz um this actress she's actually from uh, Big Time Rush. I don't know if you guys remember that show from Nickelodeon. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I remember that show. Yeah, Big Time Rush. So this is actually the the little the little sister from Big Time Rush. So it was really weird to kind of see her in this context where she's trying to play in a more adult character A very adult character yeah and and i feel yeah. like that's a very common theme that we've been seeing lately like uh we see zendaya who's a we little younger zendaya. lucky uh she's a little younger looking and she's trying to play uh, a more mature character and this girl's doing the same thing and that's fine it's it's okay to do that but man i feel like it's the director's jobs as as, as the spearheaders of these movies to kind of um Make him look a little bit older. I don't know. She she looked very young, and she was sexualized in the movie, and she's in a bra for most of it, and it just felt weird to me. Very
0: exposed, very exposed a lot of the time. Very exposed and and shooting up.
1: She looked little. She looked. It's it's like I'm not exaggerating. She looked really little. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. Terrible. So, uh,
1: <laughs> so the movie uh, actually opens in college, like I mentioned, where he meets his uh, his college sweetheart. Blah blah blah. Stuff happens, right? And this part of the movie feels like a quirky little, little rom-com, you know? Uh, and then stylistically right. we get a big shift when, um, so the girl breaks up with Tom Holland. So he ends up wanting to go to Iraq. He wants to join the army cause he yes, has nothing to live for. There's anymore. a
0: big shift Gerardo. And it's important to acknowledge that it starts as a love story. And then once, once Iraq happens, it turns into a war movie. Post no, Iraq, but before
1: Iraq, it's a different movie too. So yes, so it is. We, we got to Go talk ahead. about Basic yeah. Training real quick. Yes, we do. The oh, movie, yeah. oh fuck! Yeah. The movie no, is dude. split up into oh, chapters, kind of like a book. Uh, I think it's like five or six chapters as a whole, including yes, the it is. intro in the. It's in like the five epilogue. chapters and an epilogue. Yes. Yeah, so, the thing about the movie uh, is, from from chapter to chapter, it's a completely different style. And I get what they were going for, but I don't think it worked for me when we get to basic training we get into like a jojo rabbit type um big words appear on the screen yeah and it's uh and it's probably dialogue straight from the book and uh it's this big quirky it felt almost like a wes anderson type big quirky um you know uh what's his name a taika Watiti quirky Mm -hmm. uh yeah Mm. and the tone was just really weird during that part i think what uh I know that you're, you're a veteran, John. So how was basic training compared to that? You know, here,
0: here's the thing about how the whole basic training scene, which is very different from... I'm glad that you acknowledge, Gerardo. There's a difference between the Iraq war scene and the basic training scene. Because in the basic training scene, I'm trying to give you a basic sense of what the military is. but
1: bunch of goofballs. It a looks bunch like. of
0: goofballs. Yeah, man. And, you know, a lot of the... Especially for the Army, and this is kind of biased me being a Marine, it's not that... It's not... They, they really hyped up basic training in this movie to the point where, um, I mean, they had a scene where one of the drill sergeants was choking a kid out, you know, and, and the army is just a lot more lenient in real life. I, just, I think it's important to acknowledge that <laughs> me being a Marine Corps veteran, even being a Marine Corps basic training, you know, and if the drill instructor put their hands on you, they'd be reprimanded. So um, I think a lot of this was um, written during a time of war so it was supposed to emphasize that these drill sergeants were PTSD guys. Yeah. But then even Tom Holland's character was saying some of them would lie about it. I, so it was yeah. just kind of weird. It and was the like,
1: war was going on for like a year at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so 2002. it's 2002. It's
0: believable if like some of these drill sergeants have PTSD and they're war veterans. But then he's saying in the same breath that they're also lying about it. So um, one thing about this movie, it really painted a lot of senior enlisted military personnel as just straight up pieces of shit. Yeah. And for the most part, a lot of them, they may be assholes, but they're level headed and they want to get the mission complete. In this movie, they were all the sergeants, a lot of them were straight up pieces of shit. They were bad people from the Iraq war to the basic training. So, uh, but yeah, Gerardo, the the basic training scene. Yeah, yeah. So, so with the
1: basic training, we get introduced to some other characters in the movie. We get introduced to uh, what becomes uh, Tom Holland's best friend and his, his, his little, his little, um, his bunk mates. I don't know what that would be called. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And that's exactly what it's, it's like. Your rack mate in boot camp. It's your rack mate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so his mm-hmm. rack.
1: Yeah, his rack mates. As John mentioned, uh, he he kind of meets them. We meet um, this Latino, this Mexican guy. Uh, I think he's straight up Mexican. He mentions Gardenia sala and all this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I, think his, I think his last name is Martinez. Yeah, we, so or Jimenez. His, uh, I think it's Jimenez, maybe.
1: Friend, who right away you know this guy's gonna get murked in a couple scenes. <laughs> the way they're building this guy up. He's. Stereotypical hammy. I have a wife, and when I get home, I'm gonna take care of my baby, Eggs. and I'm oh, gonna. When I get God. home, I'm gonna eat carne asada, and it's like, oh man, Tom Holland's the main character. This guy's gonna die. <laughs> yeah,
2: you no, know? and it's yeah. gonna be typical awful. war. Typical war movie trope. <laughs> yeah,
0: bro. Typical why <laughs> to the point the thing, where he, yeah. when he gets got, they zoom in on his wedding ring. Yeah, well, type well, of shit. Yeah, so, so you know that's, what I the, mean? that's the
1: thing. Everything is typical. We get a typical college love story. We get a typical boot boot camp quirky training thing and then we actually get into into iraq this is chapter three it's actually called cherry Uh, yes (laughs) and you
0: find out why in the worst of ways like when they actually say yeah
1: so you're so he's he's in iraq uh tom Holland is in iraq they actually start doing the medic stuff right
0: yeah, they're army medics. Yeah, Tom Holland wanted to be a medic. Tom, yes. Tom
1: Holland is an army medic. So they actually start going into a live battlefield. From this point, um, the movie kind of turns into like the Hurt Locker. <laughs> like, you know, you can kind of really see the inspiration for each part, which is it's kind of cool. You could tell what the Russels were going for, but man, it's just not executed well. Like like you said, um, Joe, like you can tell that this part was supposed to be the Hurt Locker-esque part in Iraq where uh tom holland becomes more and more jaded with the area that he's in with the more horrors of war that he he sees and at this point you think that the movie is gonna go into the horrors of war and and it does it does for a good 20 minutes touch on it for a good Uh, 20 minutes yeah i think think iraq that might have been my favorite part yeah i I think think,
0: that was my favorite part and you know what the accuracy of a lot of it, it was well done
1: i was i was stressed out when they were when they were driving out in the desert i was pretty uh Stressed out with uh, that they're gonna get blown up at any second. It was, and, and that,
0: mm-hmm. there were so many good parts where he said a lot. He said there were times where we feel like we're just overpriced scarecrows, you know, that we're just out there yeah. for no reason. Because that's how you feel when you're out there. When yeah. you're out there on deployment, you feel like you're out there for no.
1: We see, reason. Uh, yeah, we see Tom Holland's first, uh, first uh, time on the battlefield, trying trying to save someone's life, and we see how much he cares about this person, and he even uh, follows up after the mission is over to see if that guy survived. Right. And, um, which is
0: very genuine, you know, it's,
1: yeah, it's genuine. And it's like, um, you know, like the, the guy in charge basically tells him, you're going to see a lot more of that shit. (laughs) Like, don't even, don't even worry about it. But then from there we go into a montage where we don't see any action. So later on in the story, when we're supposed to be feeling, um, the repercussions and the PTSD that Tom Holland, uh, feels, I don't think it's earned because we don't actually see any interactions. We only see two live battle scenes in in Iraq. So you would think that that's the only thing that happened to Tom Holland, just two two battle scenes. Um, What they
0: do is they try to do kind of a time-lapse. Yeah, they do a time-lapse. Where where they do him doing multiple missions and him seeing different horrors on these missions.
1: Really, I, I thought it was more of him just in the car. Like, you really don't see more guys... Like Later on in the movie, he has flashbacks to faces he's seen, but I've, I've never seen these people before because they didn't show us in the movie those specific scenes. They were, they, they were scenes.
0: random killed soldiers. Yeah, so like, I yeah. had
1: no idea how I was supposed to know who these people were or the context of that, right? So then we get towards the end of the Iraq scene. We have Tom Holland, his, uh, his bunk mates, and his, his best friend, that Mexican guy. They uh, Their car gets uh, stuck in some mud, so his all his friends are in a humvee on the way back to base to go get some some stuff they all get they all get blown up Um, yeah
0: they have to go back to base to get a cable so tom holland warned his platoon sergeant about this area yeah they're supposed to go back and get a cable it's really i
1: feel like that was irrelevant it was just to make i feel like a lot a lot of this movie like some of the dialogue and some of the stuff was just really forced in there to make you like certain characters more there was a lot of Forced lines to make you like Tom Holland more. Yeah, I didn't, man. I didn't need Tom Holland to be a dick about him knowing that that car is going to get stuck in quicksand. The car could have just gotten stuck in quicksand, and that could have just been a... You know what I mean? Mm. There's no... The, the movie wastes a lot of time, and that usually wouldn't be a problem if this movie wasn't almost three freaking hours long.
0: It's a long fucking movie. It, it, and it's one of those...
2: It's one of those movies where you watch it for, like, 20, 25 minutes, and, like, it feels like an hour and a half has gone
1: by. Yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and every <laughs> section is only... Up until the iraq war um the, you've only been watching the, by the end of the iraq part okay so his, his platoon dies and he basically um after that has ptsd and he gets sent home <laughs> pretty much like we, yeah. we don't see the rest I, of his right, time and he there. Gets,
0: they have a ceremony of welcome back ceremony where yeah. his first sergeant acknowledges that he's the most combat experienced medic like yeah. he's been on the most combat missions and you and, know the, the yeah, iraq yeah, yeah. war scenes were well i, I want to talk about the accuracy of that because it was very cinematic in its approach. Like when you very, as soon as they go on to his first mission, the camera angles and the explosions and it's like, I don't know, man, it's like, as far as war is concerned, it's, it's, it's kind of gradual, you know? Even just as far as getting bombed, it's kind of gradual, you know, and, and this. yeah. But you know what? Well, Gerardo said it's autobiographical from uh, an actual veteran. So it's like, I think that some of the accuracy of the war scenes was really spot on.
1: And Um, a lot of it was embellished too.
0: And a lot of it was embellished. I think it's a great way to describe it.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So by the time we get past the Iraq part, I thought that the movie was already an hour and a half in and we were almost, we're going to wind down from there and like, we were going to, but no, it feels like a whole nother new movie starts after he gets back. Oh my God. We're only at this point, we're only like 45, 50 minutes into the movie, you know, the tone Mm -hmm. just continues to shift. Yeah. So, so after (laughs) he comes back from Iraq, the tone completely shifts into this, uh, train spotting requiem for a dream esque. Um he gets back, he has PTSD, and that's initially what they focus on is PTSD, and that's why uh he ends up being a junkie. He he uh he uh his girlfriend who is now his wife they got married right before he got deployed classic <laughs> classic right Gene? yeah straight up uh, her, didn't miss a beat <laughs> didn't miss a beat <laughs> <he got> deployed <laughs> they um he gets back and uh he has his wife. They have they have a nice little house set up. And uh w- what state did you mention it was in, John?
0: They're in Cleveland. That's supposed they're to be in Cleveland, Cleveland Ohio. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they actually shot in Cleveland, I heard. So Yeah, that's, yeah. And they're, cool. they're
0: supposed to be exposing the opioid epidemic for some yeah. young veterans that actually in yeah. Cleveland. So it's like the intent is there, the but the execution there, yeah. sucks.
1: Yeah, like I think this show would have been I mean, this would have been this movie would have benefited a lot from being a mini mini series or a show because of its um it's structure you know it's it's, yes. it's in different chapters and it didn't have enough time and two and a half hours is a bloated time but yeah i, dude, I think it, it would have been cool enough. to like
0: get to get more into the college aspect like really get into that and then get into the the more part and th- it felt so yeah. quick to that for them to become full-on heroin addicts yeah right after it Iraq, felt so yeah. quick there, there's
1: not a lot of steps there he, they, he gets back he starts doing heroin uh he starts, he has his PTSD pills,
0: so he has Xanax. Uh, Xanax,
1: and then, um, his friend from the beginning of the movie. Uh, this guy's inconsequential, <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, this guy, uh, uh, no,
2: all these characters have really silly names, I can't lie to you. Um, but his friend's name is uh, uh, James Lightfoot. And then yeah. the guy, the guy they buy drugs from, is pills and coke. <laughs> yeah.
1: and um, I get that the movie's supposed to be like an unreliable narrator type thing because if you even look at the banks in the movie, like you you get um, you get shitty, bank. shitty bank, which is supposed to be Citibank, which a lot of people didn't get that went over a lot of people's heads. Uh, maybe yeah, it's a California thing. I don't know, but we have a Citibank here in California, so we, I got I got it when it said Shitty Bank. There was a Bank Fuck America, which is Bank of America. That's funny. There was was stuff like that, which is like, yeah, unreliable narrator, but um, they did uh, just not well executed. He gets back from uh, Iraq. He starts taking Oxycontin from his friend Lightfoot, like you mentioned, and he Mm kind of becomes uh, uh, an addict. But all this this whole setup of him getting addicted to Oxycontin and Xanax is all irrelevant because two minutes later, he goes into the military doctor who prescribes him Oxycontin anyways. Yeah. So it's like, why do we need to see how, you know, it's like, it's just a and, lot of And things. that military
0: doctor, that whole evaluation scene, it was, there was a complete lack of empathy. There was a complete lack of any human understanding. The movie, it, yeah.
1: The movie I, would make you think that all, any, anything that has to do with being a veteran, if, if it's not you, it's a shitty person.
0: You know, exactly. And that's, that's what's important to understand about this because if you're not a veteran, you can really empathize for veterans. You can watch this movie and say, oh my God, they're treated so badly. They're treated like shit. Bro, well, when I had my actual sit down with an evaluator, they looked me in my eye, they asked me how I'm doing, and they really evaluated me.
1: And they're veterans too, usually. Right? Yeah,
0: no- normally they're veterans, or they have a PhD in specifically veteran related shit. Yeah. You know, very because veterans are quick to complain, we're quick to say this person sucks. So if it's n- not a good evaluator, we'd very much vocalize that. And that scene, it just it feels like every person. Is really building up Tom Holland to be this great character. A lot of people in this are looked at as just really bad people. And Tom Holland is the shit. only good character. Yeah, even though, even man. He's, and, and, and at the end of the day, yeah. he goes to goes to prison, and then he's like, it's just, it's so much that it doesn't fully pan out.
1: Yeah. So we see, we see <laughs> a spiral into drugs with his um, with his gr- uh, wife. You know he's using the GI bill to buy heroin. He's he's hooked on heroin. God, he has they even say guy. that.
0: Like I have my GI bill payment coming. Yeah, he
1: we have his um his uh, his dealer is fronting him money. He ends up owing money to his dealer, who is working for this guy called like uh, a black. black
0: black mask or black face. I think I think
1: he's just called black, and then like he wears a black mask.
0: Yeah, they if, mentioned a the black if, mask. Yeah, yeah. So this this does guy does he wear
1: like, a black a,
2: mask? I thought he just had like tattoos on his face.
1: No, no. um, He he he, does have tattoos on his face. He he has tattoos on his face. They refer to him by black Uh, pills and coke. Says uh, he's uh, gonna put his mask on. Pills and coke, uh, who is um, Tom Holland's drug dealer, says that. So pills and coke tells Tom Holland to pick up a safe for him. Tom Holland and his wife, being junkies, uh, when they get home, they have the safe. They open it up, and of course, there's a bunch of opioids in there. They go on a bender, and someone ends up knocking on their door. They think it's the police, so they dump all the drugs. It's actually Pills and Money who came to collect the safe. Uh, Pills and Money then starts freaking out because he says that Black, who is his boss, is going to kill all of them. He's going to put on his black mask and kill them.
0: Yeah, he says so, that specifically. He's going to put on his black mask and kill us all.
1: Yeah, so that's the only time we've really get any context on that. Uh, yeah, so it, it's a really blink-and-you'll-miss-it moment, though. Like, um. And he doesn't ever wear a black mask, and he just has face tattoos, like you mentioned. So, yeah, he's, a, he's mm-hmm. a
0: very understanding. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's mean, a pretty Holland, understanding Yeah, guy, he's um, like, he's like, go get my money or hurt your girl. Tom Holland gets him the money, yeah. and he drives so, off. <laughs> so Tom, um, so Tom Holland
1: uh, basically ends up owning, owing pills and uh, money, and um, pills and coke. All this money because of what they did to the safe. So this is the first time Tom Holland ever goes into rob a bank when tom holland robs banks he, he, even then he's supposed to still be the sympathetic character and it's like you're still supposed to be like oh at least he's polite and all this stuff and everything you know and it's like eh, the ba- the bank robbing scenes they they, they were there they or whatever there's not really any suspense there you, for for me at least so we get through that first there's so many there's yeah. so many
0: bank robbing scenes they they do they do so many fourth wall breaks during yeah. these bank robbing One, scenes and
1: and i got to say once the bank robbing scenes start that's when we don't get any more mention of ptsd <laughs> Yeah. yeah it, the it movie
2: is. turns into uh, it turns into Good Time. <laughs> it turns into what? Good Time.
1: Oh, literally. Oh my God, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, man, the whole time I was thinking, man, Robert Pattinson would have been a good lead for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> because, yeah. Because
0: these bank robbings, they're not leading up to anything. The main reason at the end of the day, his very last bank robbery was to pay off
1: Black... Yeah. He, I, I, dude. before that he's just robbing banks to to
0: feed his addiction and, and, and that's, that's why it feels it. disingenuous. That's why it's like you're trying to tell a story about PTSD veterans who are hooked on opioids. Yeah. That is a dope story. It, it doesn't but go, go any deep in telling. It doesn't go any deeper than that because it doesn't fully explain how he got so hooked that he's willing to rob a fucking bank. Yeah, it does You know, he, mm-hmm. it, that's a ve- that's a different point of desperation and yeah. it's very important to acknowledge that.
1: Yeah, he just he's just robbing banks. Uh, the the whole story from this point on is just him it robbing falls banks. Apart. Uh, he already started falling apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever together. <laughs> he's just he's just robbing banks at this point. Um, just to so many banks. His heroin addiction. He gets to uh, it's really good. At it. You know, he starts getting his friends to he he gets his friend James Lightfoot and uh, pills and money to start robbing banks with him. Uh, both of those guys are fucking failures uh they go into rob banks with him and they garbage
2: garbage robbers man
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh can
0: i can i say gerardo can i just backtrack for
1: one scene
2: that
0: was just so not enjoyable and just so unnecessary i hated it didn't like it wasn't that scene where like they described how one of the sergeants from iraq was a piece of shit and they do a flashback of him in a car with the woman clearly sexually assaulting her, like, yeah. it's so unnecessary. And it was it's out of nowhere, how it, would Tom it Holland was so know that? Out of no- Bro, they did the flashback and the, the dialogue in this scene was some guy. And it was saying, quirky. You know you want this bitch. So uncomfortable and you know Bupo, just not even good. And it was, quirky. It was quirky at the same
1: time. It that, sucked, that was- <laughs> I, I
0: was like, you guys suck for that. It's not good, it wasn't well executed, it just wasn't. Because if you're gonna go into sexual assault, that's a touchy subject. Yeah, I was you, trying
1: to do one of those comedic flashbacks.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't comedic at all. There was no comedic. It, that sergeant was a piece of shit the whole way through. He was the same guy who got them in trouble at the mission that got his boy killed in Iraq. And it was just, I hated that he's scene. Mean, he's
1: mean to Iraqi children, too.
0: Oh, very mean to Iraqi <laughs> children. They <laughs> made him <laughs> a bad guy.
1: It's so, um... So bad. We So, basically, uh, Tom Holland gets two heists messed up because uh, he tries to get other people in on the heist... Uh, Pills and Money is, uh, is the second of those heists, and he actually ends up uh, getting shot and dying, uh, Pills and Money, uh, which I thought, you know, um,
2: okay. People,
1: <laughs> I was looking it up online, no one has any idea how that guy got shot, but I think it was kind of obvious that he shot himself when he opened the door because a shot goes off by accident, and you don't see where it goes, like, it, it, it's almost yeah. muffled, that shot, right, 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 when he opens the, the bank door. Um, right. So uh, I just got a cookie. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> uh, when he opens the bank door, uh, I, think, I think it's kind of obvious that he got shot um, by himself. Uh, pills and Money ends up dying, not to the detriment of the story at all. It's kind of inconsequential. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we get into The Last Heist, uh, where Tom Holland ends up owing Black some money.
0: There was no specific amount, just a lot of money. Just a
1: lot of money. That uh, he ends up owing him some money. He says, "If uh, you don't give me this money, I'm gonna kill your girl." Uh, Tom Holland says, "Okay, but I need some heroin first. Bro says, "All right." Oh, I guess before this, um, it's funny because it wasn't important to the story at all. Before this, um, Tom Holland's wife overdoses. She goes to the hospital and she still stays with him instead of going to rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and they stay hooked. Mm-hmm. That part of the story was like unnecessary because <laughs> it didn't do anything for the end. So dragged out. I don't care if it happened in real life. It didn't do shit for the story. You know what I mean? Um, we get into the last heist. It's just Tom Holland. He goes in, he robs the bank, he tells the woman to set the alarm. Bring the alarm. Ring the alarm. He wants to get caught. Whatever. He gives the money to, to a black. Then he um, shoots up one last time before he gets caught by the police.
0: Enjoy the last high, right? asshole. You're going to jail.
1: Right. Then he gets <laughs> sent to jail. From there, we we're, it's supposed to be another section, but it's really... The epilogue was like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, it was it really... It was a very
0: quick wrap-up of his prison time. <laughs>
1: and then they throw a mustache on him like it's supposed to age him 10 years. They throw a yeah, he's
2: Yeah, suppo- I saw somewhere he, he's supposed to be like 40 by the time he gets out of jail. Yeah,
1: yeah that's what I saw. I'm like, like dude, oh, like, he really does not... It's supposed to be yeah, six years or something.
0: Because she not. Emily picks him up, she looks like twenty-five years old.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she looks the she same. She looks like she
0: was twenty, and then she's twenty-five.
1: Yeah, they they, they try <laughs> to age both of them up, but like it, it was also not clear whether he got out on parole or not. But man, it 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 looked like um they both looked really young. It looked like throw a mustache on Tom Holland, make him look like he spent some time in jail. You know, straight up. And um, I I wasn't a fan of that, but um. Now this is where it deviates from the source material quite interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. So in real life, uh his wife divorced him when he was in jail because of course. Okay. And he ended up meeting another woman once he got out and remarried. Yeah. Now in this movie we get a nice happy ending and it's really an undeserved slow motion shot because the movie has been going on for so long at this point that it, oh, the slow motion is just doesn't do it for me. And then like the
0: literal slow motion. That's why th- th- not
2: not motion. even emotional the nothing motion. like I just felt nothing. I was like, I want this to be over.
1: <laughs> yes, and then the tonal shift from, um, it's just ridiculous because it goes from Tom Holland, lovey-dovey ending slow motion staring at his uh, wife, to Cherry blood splattered logo blood
0: splatter <laughs> i came back from a fucking war and it's like I... we haven't
1: talked about war the only time we we ever hear any mention of him being a veteran is when he's robbing a bank and he said have you fought for this country that's, <laughs> 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 that's the most mention we get of war at this point and it's just fucking ridiculous man like we haven't talked about war for the last hour i forgot that he was a veteran <laughs> yeah I, I thought he
0: was a veteran I, i'm f- more focused on the fact that he's a straight addict robbing banks
1: yeah and that yeah that's from section to section, you you, each section just makes you because of this tonal shift and stylistic shift. It just makes you forget what the last section was even about, and it, it's almost not relevant because you could start this movie from any of the, any of those any points, of the chapters. and you could yeah. start it from any of those chapters, and it, it could st- it could be its own uh, movie if you just explain the backstory in however many seconds or through flashbacks. So. Yeah, I got to say that overall, I, I thought the pacing of the movie was awful. It was over bloated. It was, it's only an hour and a half shorter than the four-hour Snyder cut. <laughs> That's insane to Jeez, believe. Man. That's insane. Um, yeah, not a fan. You guys got uh, any closing thoughts before we give it a number?
2: Uh, yes. I will never forgive the Russos for including Tom Holland's asshole shot. Oh. That is fucking terrible. Yeah, we see you. Um.
1: <laughs> the inside of Tom Holland's fake butthole Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, You
0: know what S- Some of the military scenes Some of the basic training scenes Where he said you get 100 shots And you're lined up like that And you get shots so accurate Where well, you're doing a duck yeah. walk Very accurate But some of them were so embellished especially, doing the robot. For the, especially for the, what's that At one point Tom Holland had to do the robot
1: Yeah I, I feel like that was just there Because the was wanted Tom Holland To do the robot Because he's a dancer
0: Yeah and, and and you know what? In the they they were very teeter totter with the army boot camp. It's like one, the army is nearly as crazy as they make it out to be. It's just not how it is. Um and his interpretation so Gerardo, you say this is an autobiographical tale. Yeah. So did this veteran legitimately go and rob banks to feed their heroin addiction, or was that just some... yeah? Yeah, he actually. Okay.
1: Yeah, but the movie. The, I don't think there's enough connection between. It, it didn't focus on the PTSD. It just yeah. focused on the addiction, and it connected the 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 addiction to the bank robbery. It didn't connect the PTSD to the addiction. Besides, maybe five less than five minutes uh, of transition between Iraq and uh, the opioid, um, the opioid chapter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know. yeah. Some parts were very military accurate, man. Like, like uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the gut scene, I, the gut scene where they had a mission and that soldier's put his, with... <laughs> 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 put his guts back <laughs> in.
1: Put his <laughs> guts in. And it's like, ah, eh, you know, it's like, yeah, just sure makes that's... me feel like,
2: is, is this gonna work? <laughs> like, is this guy gonna live? <laughs> or like, no, I, they
0: made, they made a lot of the deployment scenes so like, Dick, hey, asshole, this and that. Like a lot of, time, I went on a lot of missions. I was a gunner when I went on missions. I went on more. Like 20 plus combat missions I went on. And when you're out there, most of the time you have fucking headphones in, you're listening to music, but you're still you're still alert, you know. You got one headphone in, one headphone out. But
1: you glorified scarecrows.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm glad they said that. Cause most of the time you're out there in very expensive equipment and you feel like you're not doing shit. And you're not that's sometimes you're just not doing shit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that's why I like that accuracy. But um, I think some parts it didn't pay off. It's like you make you really paint this. This kind of war scene and this beautiful Iraq story, which is very—it's—it seems like it's very autobiographical. It Seems like it's very—that was the
1: most autobiographical part. Absolutely, I think, absolutely, because
0: yeah. every a lot of the other shit feels very Hollywood. Like, and
1: I want to say the the actual Iraq scene, not the boot camp. The boot camp just felt like uh,
0: even the boot camp felt a little off because I'm just like, God, it's not like that. Oh man, it's like I, I just you know people people want to just they want to use this to advocate for veterans, but this movie does not do that. It does not tell a good veteran story.
1: Hmm yeah just it, yeah yeah from yeah if, if you, you know it just looks like oh a veteran goes crazy and um gets addicted to heroin and robs banks like it's not if you go to war you
0: get crazy you're gonna have to feed Yeah, addiction. and it's like
1: oh everyone ptsd is this crazy everyone ptsd gets addicted that's what it feels like there yeah, was legitimately there um, I, I i've
0: been diagnosed with ptsd i have it i have a rating from the va <laughs> for ptsd but yeah. it's like it, there are so many different forms of it like you can even get it just from like women can get it from being sexually assaulted in the military. Not mm. every combat veteran is PTSD. Well, we
1: we didn't see any other side of PTSD. Exactly, which, which man, my, yeah. and, and it,
0: they go so much into the war scene. Like you can tell when you watch this, but when you watch the whole Iraq chapter, they All put the money a lot one of scene. time and money. Bro, just that
1: one, just that one scene though, because uh, after that, after, after that first, uh, when when Tom Holland gets his cherry popped, uh, his medic cherry popped. That scene is, is, I feel like, the only high-budget uh, Iraq scene because uh, even, even the, the one where his, uh, his comrades die and everything in between, that felt way less, like, they put way less work into that than that first one with the explosions going off and all this. It was cool, you know, that, that's, that's the scene that you're going to go on YouTube and, and watch
0: yeah because when it starts off it goes right into explosions and a, a crazy borsi that's the very and it's his first mission and then you and then you hear why the movie's called Cherry. It's like, oh you've had your cherry pop it's oh that's why i've been waiting for you go. Time. Oh,
2: oh they said it they fucking said it <laughs> it's oh, oh. <laughs> oh oh
1: oh <laughs> any uh any closing thoughts joe
2: uh yeah tom holland like I was reading some reviews before the movie came out and they kept on saying how, Oh, this movie is worth watching for Tom Holland. I was like, Tom Holland wasn't even all that for this movie, man. it's like, you know how there are some movies you watch and it's like, Oh wow. Like I'm going to take this person seriously as like a serious actor. Now, like this person's got it. This wasn't it for Tom Holland.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Tom Holland felt like a, you know, it, and it's like, I get it. He's supposed to be young and and Tom Holland is trying to break out of care, his character mold, but it it just doesn't work for Tom Holland specifically. He can. Yeah. He, Sorry. He, he
0: was try- this movie was such a stretch at him trying to break out of a typecast it was so much heroin shooting up and it's, it was I, cheesy I just, heroin it was shooting cheesy up, heroin shooting up bro it was just like we're gonna rely heavily on your acting and your reactions from what you think a heroin addict would look it like felt,
1: it felt like a poor man's requiem for a dream when him and his girlfriend were trying to score some <laughs> heroin it felt like a Requiem for a dream does the heroine story so well, and it's Jennifer Conley mm. and Jared Leto, and they're acting it and they're living it. And yeah, and these it was really surface level in this movie for me. And um, yes, yeah, so yeah, I feel you on that one, Joe.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, okay, one more thing, and then let's give our scores. Yeah. One Dude, thing I ahead. did like, I, I, I like one thing about this movie, just one thing. I like the music in this movie because I'm a Van Morrison fan. I don't think they use the music well, but I like the song. So I was just like, Oh, I like this song. You know, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, just I liked like the, hearing the music. The Russell brothers felt like that too.
1: Probably like, I like this song. <laughs> yeah. I
2: like this song. I'm going to just toss it in here. Like we need some tracks yeah. in this. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Since guardians of the galaxy, I think the only movie that really has been able to throw in like soundtracks that, that did it for me a good way was baby driver. Yeah. I think like, Guardian, nice. uh, you know, James Gunn is really good at it. And um, who, Oh, who uh, baby driver was a, uh, what's his face? Uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar so, Right. So you yep. know they're they're really special talents and they can do um pop songs in, in that you know in, in that context and make it work. But yeah, yeah, the Russos, like everything they pick, like what I liked about James Gunn is is that um all the songs he picked, they're not on the nose, like they're like yeah, they're, like you gotta look deeper into the lyrics or something to really see how it's tied to the scene, or or sometimes it's just the vibe of the song is the scene. But with the Russos, it's like, oh, the lyrics are what's going on?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like, oh. You know, yeah, but, they didn't
2: fit in the movie, but I like the song. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. One thing. Well, I had to give it
2: one little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, what what are you guys scoring it at? Out of uh out of, out of five, five, cherries. five five cherries, I'm gonna give it one cherry.
0: <laughs> oh, it's pretty low. Did Joe hit him with a one? One cherry.
2: Ooh. One cherry. One
0: cherry. Ooh. One oh cherry. God. I'm hitting him with a one point five.
1: Yeah, I got. I got. I'm with, with you guys. 1.5. Nice. nice no, So 1.25. Just really to anyone. If <laughs> no wanted. rewatch. I would not suggest yeah. this movie if to anyone. If someone wanted to see an Iraq movie, I'd give them The Hurt Locker. If yes. they wanted to see a heroin movie, I'd give them Requiem for a Dream.
0: Don't don't try mm-hmm. to combine the two because you're trying to do too much. And both each of them are, I think, beautiful stories. I think the the PTSD veteran is a real story, and it should be explored more deeply. And same with the heroin addict. Yeah. The, the, it, yes, it was, it was very surface level. One point five.
1: Yeah, me. and I, and I say the Hurt Locker because man, that movie. That's very what well com- done. That what comes to that's what comes to mind when I think. One of like, the staples Ar- of military? Mo- yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. And it's like that, that movie did a good job of actually showing you like Jeremy Renner, uh, you know, Jeremy Renner's character's experience in that and why he has the PTSD. American Sniper 2, kind of, but that one. Eh. <laughs> but um, that was
0: more of a tribute to just what we think is oh. the American. Gross. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. It's like it's so American Sniper is so Clint Eastwood American, yeah. you but know. but
1: even even then, I that one did uh the the PTSD thing better, I think, than uh, yeah, this movie. for and 100% sure. did the PTSD yeah. better. This
0: this PTSD felt like a it, plot device, yeah, a, a plot device for bank robbing. We need a what's the reason? And you know, what's a shame? I read an article for this movie before it came out about how the Russo brothers wanted to tell a story about the opioid epidemic in Cleveland that's what this you know they were supposed to be telling a story of that and it fell short of that man like I I got no no whiff of Cleveland opioid
1: epidemic yeah I didn't even know it was um Cleveland until you mentioned it and then uh yeah if, if we would have focused maybe on more addicts besides like his very close friends it might have been a little bit more effective in doing that Cleveland thing but yeah very unfocused I think
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was one yeah. scene that was funny. It was mm-hmm. she was like, "What are you taking? What shit are you taking?" He was like, right, "I know what I'm not
1: taking, your shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it. taking." Kamala trying to be a tough shit. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, there one, you have it. Uh, 1.5, 1.5. Yep. 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 These movies keep getting worse, and then pro- we're probably going to give Justice League a pretty low one too. <laughs> I'm yeah. hoping to give
0: Justice League a solid. At least I would love to get Justice League at least a 2.5.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah, or even a
2: three. uh, I would give it a three. We're getting
1: together with the dive in guys for that, right? Are we the dive in -in movie guys, huh?
0: The dive in movie. Oh my gosh, yeah, because Justice League is coming out here this weekend, right? This weekend, the Snyder Thursday, this
2: weekend. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Well, so so that's
1: that's, (laughs) it, folks. We might, we might have a, a mega Justice League episode next week uh yes if anything yeah
0: yeah yeah the dive-in movie guys uh shout out to them the podcast the page they always show us love they've been we've been hoping to collab with them the boys out of canada you know what i'm saying uh so nova scotia canada scotia
2: type nova scotia easy
0: easy so we'd love to collab with them snyder cut Zack snyder's justice league is set to be at least a four-hour movie so listeners be prepared for uh mega oh, cast yeah mega cast in a fairly long episode most of our episodes are an, an hour hour, hour 10 minutes this snyder cut justice league coming up next week be Let's like an hour again. and
1: 11 minutes yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so sit tight uh but yeah that's that's an episode thank you for following us the cast of color on twitter and instagram joseph gerardo how are we going out guys what
1: closing thoughts do we have uh wash your hands and wear a mask every week wear a, a mask <laughs>
2: Get vaccinated (laughs) if you can.
1: (laughs) All All righty then.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Joe. We signing off, my guy. The Cast of Color weekly episodes dropping.
1: Oh,
2: yeah.